Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Spring has officially sprung and I am so ready for all of the fresh spring flavors. Are you? Welcome back to the in-season series where I take you through what's in season and help you to incorporate seasonal flavors and seasonal produce into your everyday meals. So grab your notebook and let's dive into all things asparagus, artichokes, berries, greens, herbs, and beyond. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, trained chef, recipe developer, and seasonal food lover. I started this series back in the fall of 2022, so this is the third installment of this series. And as I've done in the previous episodes, if you haven't listened to them, I just want to remind you why cooking in season matters, how it can help you to easily enhance the flavors of your food and save you money along the way, which I think a lot of us are concerned about in this economy. So let's dive in there. Shopping in season, especially for in-season produce, tends to be much less expensive than buying produce that's out of season. Now, in the world we live in, most produce is available year-round, and there are some things that always stay inexpensive year-round, like potatoes and onions and bananas, those easy-grow vegetables and fruits that are just kind of always around. But some of the most delicious and flavorful ingredients are those produce items that come in 
during different seasons throughout the year, and the more fresh they are, the more flavor they have, and the least expensive they tend to be, at least for those particular vegetables or fruits. So things like strawberries are typically depending on where you live, going to be much less expensive in late spring and early summer than they are in December and January. So they might still be available, but they're going to be less expensive and more flavorful. The biggest reason they're less expensive is simply because they're in more abundance. They're more available. There's a larger crop. Now, this isn't true. Every year is a little bit different. Every year, based on the type of rain we get, how the soil's doing, just our environment in general, some crops might do better than others. So I always recommend that you pay attention to what is going on at your particular grocery store where you shop. Stores like Aldi and Trader Joe's tend to highlight local vegetables or vegetables that are in season by marking them down or those are the items that they put right in the front. I know this is true for my Aldi. The items that are in abundance that they get in abundance tend to be the ones that they put right in the front and are the least expensive. So it's a great opportunity to learn how to use those different produce items within your meals to save a little bit of money and eat food that's really delicious just naturally by eating more flavorful really great produce items. If you're someone who's not a huge fan of fruits and veggies, starting to focus on eating more of what's in season can really help you to fall in love with them because they're just that much more flavorful. So some other reasons that cooking in season is so great. We know it's budget friendly. We know that it is much more flavorful. The ingredients are more flavorful when they're in season. It's also better for the environment, especially when we can shop locally. I know that's not always possible. And yeah, shopping at the farmer's market can sometimes be more expensive. But oftentimes it is less expensive if you're buying the crops that are in abundance. And as humans, we naturally live in seasons. So why shouldn't our cooking? Oh, and the last thing. I always forget to mention is foods that are in season, especially produce items, do tend to be higher in nutrients because they are growing in that abundant soil. They're growing in their natural form, um, that mineral rich soil, I should say. They're growing in their most natural form and therefore are most nutrient dense as well. And my favorite reason that you should focus on eating in season is that oftentimes seasonal ingredients just naturally pair really well together. You'll notice this in every one of these episodes. I'll mention something like arugula goes really well with carrots or radishes or snap peas. These very seasonal ingredients just naturally tend to go together, which is one of the beauties of the culinary world understanding what's in season, you can start to understand pairing foods together well. Now, I do want you to remember that what's in season for you might be different than what's in season for me, depending on where you are in the world. If you're in the U.S., if you're in the South, if you're in the North, if you're in Canada, a little bit further north for most of Canada. Actually, that's not true. I think there's a really good portion of the U.S. that's even more north than a lot of Canada. If you're in Australia, if you're in the UK, also, I would love for you to reach out and tell me where you are in the world because I know we have listeners from around the world. So catch me over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris and let me know what's in season wherever you are in the world. So this is a very general list. For us, we're in Florida. We are in Tampa Bay. And so our growing season is actually starting to come to a close as it gets 
hotter here, which is opposite from where I used to live in Rhode Island. So the best place to go I have found is seasonalfoodguide.org. I'll put that link in the show notes and you can research what's in season in your area. But like I said, there are other ingredients you might be able to find that are fairly close to you that are still in season. If they are in season, they are still typically going to be, or if they're in season somewhere in your country, depending on how big your country is, oftentimes they are still going to be more flavorful and more cost effective. So in general, here are some of the produce items that are in season in the spring. Asparagus, artichokes, arugula, carrots, cauliflower peaks in about April. It's the start of berry season, especially strawberries and cherries towards the end of the spring. Snap peas, English peas, snow peas, radishes, rhubarb, spinach and other leafy greens, chives, mint, parsley, basil. Those leafy herbs are starting to come into season leeks, and tropical fruits. Now, these don't grow all over the U.S., but mango and pineapple are starting to come into season in the spring as well. We'll talk about what to do, some of my favorite things to do, at least, with some of those spring produce items in just a minute. But let's talk about food preparations in the spring. As we are thawing out from the winter, a lot of us are starting to feel like we want those fresh spring flavors. We want lighter feeling meals, not necessarily lighter in terms of bulk, but lighter feeling. So more fresh citrusy flavors, fresh herbs, transitioning from those heartier soups and stews and casseroles to maybe some lighter soups or even cooler soups or no soups at all. Shorter roasting time or roasting versus braising, more sheet pan and sauteed type dishes. One skillet dishes and grill recipes tend to be coming into favor as well as no cook recipes or low cook recipes like salads. I love the juxtaposition of hot and cold in the springtime, especially as it can still get cold in the springtime. Having a warmer type salad with maybe some warm ingredients like maybe some roasted vegetables and a warm protein on top with the cooler base or a warmer base like a bowl, a hearty bowl with some fresh toppings on top. I'm thinking of a ginger pork bowl that we have in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club where we have the warm ginger pork on top of rice and cucumbers and some quick pickled carrots and some kimchi and a gochujang mayo or is it a sriracha mayo? Either one works. And it's really, really tasty. It has a little warm and a little cool. It's really great for those cooler spring nights. So let's talk about some of my favorite ways to enjoy some of my favorite spring produce items. Now, let me be honest with you. I didn't used to love a lot of spring produce items. I found it kind of boring. I love the summertime. I live for the summer. You all, we moved to endless summer here in Florida. Now, it does get cooler in the wintertime, but nothing like it did up north. But in terms of culinary preparations, I love summer flavors. And I can I can get down with some fall and winter flavors too. But spring tends to be the most boring for me in terms of produce. But I have really, especially in the past five years, fallen in love with fresh spring produce, especially from the farmer's market. Now, like I said, I don't think you need to get everything from the farmer's market, but even a couple of really fresh items can add a lot of bang for your buck to your meals. 
So the first iconic spring vegetable is asparagus. I think all of us think of asparagus in the springtime, don't you? And asparagus tends to be quite expensive outside of the springtime. So when it's in season, I like to cook it as much as possible. I have several asparagus-heavy recipes in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club spring meal plan, as well as within the Healthy Mama Cooking Club weekly meal plans. Asparagus is one of those items I think it's better off to do less with rather than more. I love anything with lemon and asparagus, especially butter or olive oil, lemon and garlic, I think is like the best asparagus combination. You can enjoy asparagus raw, and I have been known to enjoy a shaved asparagus salad, but it's not something that my kids are super into. So for the purpose of family-friendly asparagus recipes, we typically either roast or saute our asparagus. Now, asparagus does not need a lot. You really want to roast it quickly at a high heat so it's just crispy, but it doesn't get mushy or stringy not what we're looking for. We still want a little bit of bite to our asparagus. So I love roasting it at 400 degrees for like eight to 10 minutes with just some olive oil, little garlic powder, a little bit of salt. When it comes out, I like to put some fresh lemon zest on top and or the lemon garlic sauce that we have in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. It's kind of a uh, it's a variation of a Middle Eastern garlic sauce. It's a lot of garlic mixed with lemon juice that brings down the spiciness of the garlic a little bit and mayonnaise, a little bit of salt whisked together and drizzled over top of the asparagus. It's so, so good. Comes together very, very fast. It's also really delicious, roasted up, just like I said, with some herb breadcrumbs on the top. It also pairs really well with salty. So it pairs well with Parmesan, and it also roasts really well wrapped in prosciutto. The prosciutto gets really crispy. Love it that way. It's also really delicious with hollandaise sauce if you want a little bit of a culinary challenge and you want to make hollandaise sauce at home. It's also really delicious sautéed on its own or with mushrooms and peas or one or the other. Asparagus pairs really well with mushrooms and any other spring vegetables. I have a roast chicken with spring vegetables in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club spring meal plan. I also did a video on it as well. I love asparagus in that, and I also love it with my sheet pan garlic butter salmon with a dill yogurt sauce. That recipe's on my website. I'll also roast it up and serve it alongside arugula for an arugula salad with some steak and chimichurri. If you've never had chimichurri, it is a slightly spicy, zesty parsley lemon sauce, and it goes really well with steak, pairs really well with asparagus and arugula. I love that combination, and that recipe is also on my website and in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So those are some of my favorite ways to enjoy asparagus, roasted sauteed. It's also really delicious in quiche or frittata. I have a really yummy almond flour crust quiche recipe that I've done as a Mother's Day recipe before. It's asparagus and blistered tomatoes and feta and eggs, of course, with that almond flour crust. And I love serving it alongside an arugula strawberry salad. It's like the perfect Mother's Day brunch. Now, don't do it on Mother's Day if you're a mom, like most of you are. I want you to rest on Mother's Day. But if you're doing something for a mom in your life, it's a great outside of Mother's Day meal to make. And you can even make it ahead and reheat it as well. So that one is in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club spring meal plan as well. A lot of these recipes are either 
on my website or in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. Any of the ones that are on my website, I will link in the blog post associated with this episode. So you can check the link in the show notes and you'll be able to get to all of those recipes. Click them, try them out. And please let me know if you try any of these recipes that I'm sharing with you out. Share with me over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. I would love to see what you're making. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, while we're on the topic of asparagus, a quick tip. Asparagus really loves to be stored in water, similar to flowers. So I just cut off a tiny bit of the end, store it in a wide mouth mason jar, just like that. Doesn't need plastic or anything like that over top like herbs do. Pop it in the fridge and it lasts for like two weeks. It's really great that way. I share this hack over on Instagram as well. And when you are going to snap the... or. <laughs> I'm giving away my tip here. When you're going to prepare asparagus, if you lightly try and snap off the bottom of the asparagus, wherever the asparagus naturally breaks at the bottom is where that stringy bit is. So toss away any of the part that naturally snaps off and just trim the ends and use it that way. The further you get into spring, the more tender the asparagus, the less of the bottom stringy bits you'll get. And so you'll notice your leaving less and less of that asparagus. You can save the ends and use them for asparagus soup. It's not my favorite, to be honest, so I don't have an asparagus soup recipe, but there are some really beautiful ones out there. The New York Times has a really great one, so definitely look up an asparagus soup recipe if that's something that you are more into than I am. All right, I've got to briefly talk about artichokes, but I'll be honest. Most often when I use artichokes, I use canned artichokes. I have a really delicious artichoke white bean dip recipe that I love. I don't think it's on my website yet. It needs to be on my website, though. I love that. I've been making it for years and years for personal chef clients. I have a spinach artichoke chicken recipe. I have to look up where that is. I think it's in my Budget Kitchen dinners book. But to be honest, most of the time in the springtime, I simply steam my artichokes drizzle a little bit of lemon juice over on the top and serve it with butter to dip. And I think that that is the absolute way, best way to enjoy artichokes in the springtime. If you have not tried that, please, please do. It is delightful as an appetizer or as a side to whatever you're cooking. I love it with steak on the side or salmon or shrimp scampi because the shrimp scampi sauce already has a little bit of that butter in it too. It's that butter, lemon, white wine sauce. Oh, such a good spring dinner. All right, let's talk arugula. I am a huge arugula lover, and I know that some people love or hate arugula. Not some people. Most people love or hate arugula, but I want to encourage you to try it in a couple of different ways. Arugula is that kind of curly, green, lettuce. I like baby arugula the best. It has a little bit of a bitter flavor. It's kind of peppery. This bitterness is really well offset by citrus or salt. 
My favorite way to enjoy arugula is just a simple arugula salad with some lemon juice, really good olive oil, and some shaved Parmesan. I have a recipe for that in the Budget Kitchen Dinners ebook or in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I love to serve it alongside pork or chicken milanese. And even a little bit of balsamic on there is really good. Arugula pairs really well with balsamic or reduced balsamic. It also pairs well with something with a little bit of sweetness. So I'll serve it, like I mentioned, as an arugula salad with strawberries, feta, there's that salty, some slivered almonds and a sweet poppy seed dressing, but a sweeter balsamic dressing would also work with that as well. I love to use arugula on burgers as well in place of lettuce. It adds a really nice peppery zest. So it's really good with lamb burgers. It's really good with beef burgers as well because beef and pepper go really well together. I also love it in wraps or with eggs. It's also great as a base to a salad with other spring vegetables. So peas, radishes, I love using it with a vinaigrette with honey to have a little bit of that sweetness in there as well. Like I mentioned, Parmesan, feta, goat cheese, any of these saltier, more fresh cheeses pair really, really well with arugula. Prosciutto goes really well with arugula as well. So consider it as a topping for your burger if you're new to arugula or try a simple arugula salad as a side for your meals in place of your usual lettuce, maybe in place of spinach. And if you're afraid it's going to be too bitter, either make sure you're adding a little bit of that salt and lemon juice or use a dressing that has a bit of sweetness like a poppy seed dressing or a honey-based dressing to offset that a little bit. But arugula is one of my favorites. I highly encourage you to incorporate it into your meals this spring. Let's talk carrots because carrots have been a part of both fall and winter because they are available fall through spring. But I like serving them in different ways in the springtime. I still love my maple thyme glazed carrots around Easter time, but then I like to move into more shaved, grated, and sautéed carrots. I guess the maple thyme glazed carrots are sautéed rather than roasted, unless you're talking about carrot fries. I love roasted carrot fries. I've mentioned loving roasting carrots with cumin and cinnamon as that combination of flavors with like the Middle Eastern, North African type of flair. I like turning them into carrot fries and serving them with lamb burgers. That's in my Turn Up the Beat veggie ebook and the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, which is free for all members. There are a couple other carrot recipes in that ebook as well that I love. My carrot cake energy balls, carrot cake overnight oats. Carrots are really great grated into muffins, carrot cake, of course, or in a shaved carrot salad, like an Asian-style slaw with some rice vinegar, sesame oil, ginger, lime juice. There are so many ways that you can incorporate carrots in shredded or grated, so more raw carrots in the springtime. They add a natural sweetness, and they're also great for your hormones. Ask Dr. Heather. We did some shaved carrot salads together for the Prometabolic cookbook, so if you happen to have that one, then uh, that is a great option for some carrot salads for the springtime as well. All right, let's dive into a little bit of fruit. Let's talk about strawberries. I feel like springtime, I think of asparagus, I think of carrots, I think of arugula, and I definitely think of strawberries. And strawberries are not just for dessert, though I do love a good strawberry shortcake with homemade biscuits and whipped cream. That's what we did for our little mini Easter dessert this year. 
Strawberries pair really well with cream. They also pair really well with nuts. So the almonds on that strawberry arugula salad I mentioned, a little bit of sweetness will bring out the sweetness in strawberries, but also a little bit of savory also helps to balance out the sweetness of strawberries. Believe it or not, black pepper pairs really well with strawberries. You can make a really beautiful bruschetta with really good olive oil basil, ricotta, lemon zest, and a little bit of reduced balsamic on the top. Or do that black pepper or strawberries and arugula and ricotta on toast or crostini. Really, really delicious. I have a really delicious strawberry chia jam crumble bar in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, as well as a peanut butter strawberry granola recipe that is currently in the spring mix and match family meal plan in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, but I will be sharing that over on Instagram soon. So stay tuned for that one. And of course, we can't talk about spring fruit without talking about smoothies, right? As you are listening to this, if you are listening to it on the day of or within the first few days of this episode coming out, it is Smoothie Week over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris. I've mentioned that a couple of times, but I'm doing a whole week of smoothies with a surprise at the end over on Instagram because you all know I love my smoothies. They are my breakfast most days of, at least during the school week, They're my breakfast. They're easy. They're nutrient dense. And I love sharing about them. So head over to Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris to get five of my favorite smoothie recipes for spring and beyond. But strawberries are so delicious in smoothies, either fresh or frozen. If you do add them to smoothies fresh, then I do recommend a frozen fruit, like maybe frozen bananas or some frozen blueberries to make it a little bit creamier. I don't love adding ice to my smoothies because then it makes it icy. If you use frozen fruit, it'll make it creamy without ice. I also like adding cauliflower rice for a little bit of fiber and it makes it creamy without adding like four bananas to your smoothie as well. So back to vegetables, or I guess, should I say legumes? Let's talk about peas. My favorite spring vegetable by far, I think, did I say arugula was my favorite? I don't know. Arugula might be, but I I think honestly, the one I eat the most is snap peas. I love snap peas on their own. Every springtime, I get this intense craving for snap peas and I eat like a bag of them a week. When they are plump and juicy in the springtime, they are just the best crunchy snap. Snap? Yeah. Snack. Snappy snack? Exactly. (laughs) They don't need a whole ton of prep. Honestly, I like them raw. They're great with a dip. I love dipping them into my green goddess dressing or my green goddess dip, beet hummus. That recipe is also in turn of the beet. But honestly, I like them raw by themselves. But if you want some preparations, you can also make them as a side for dinner. They're really, really good. Just sauteed with some good olive oil or brown butter. They pair really well with brown butter and salt. They do love lemon, a little bit of garlic, some fresh herbs at the end. Always add your fresh herbs at the end. They're also great roasted, and you can toss them into a salad roasted or raw as well. You can slice them or keep them whole. They're a part of the spring vegetable medley that goes with the roast chicken with herbs and lemon that's in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club as well. They do love a little bit of salty too, so maybe a little bit of feta in the brine or some Parmesan at the end too. Notice how I am sharing very similar pairings. We'll get more to pairings in just a second, but a lot of these spring vegetables not only go well together, but they go well with similar pairings as well, which makes cooking in the springtime or in any season a little bit more simple. And then there's English peas. I almost skipped over these because... 
I'm not the biggest fan of English peas, though in the springtime, they are the absolute best bar none. You won't find me making mushy peas or pea soup, but they add a really nice sweetness to dishes. I love fresh spring peas in salads. Lightly steamed or blanched is my preference, but you can eat them raw as well. They're a little bit starchier when they're raw. I love them in pasta dishes. I tend to add them into the pasta at the end of cooking so they get a little bit of that salt from the cooking water. They don't overcook. You just want them for a couple minutes. Peas pair really well with cream as well as ricotta. So I love doing a really quick pasta recipe with just some ricotta, lemon juice, lemon zest, and a little bit of the pasta water, those fresh peas. I also love doing them with sautéed mushrooms. There's a similar recipe in the Spring Mix and Match Family Meal Plan in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club as well. But really, you can just do what I say, what I just said, and it's very simple, very delicious, really fresh. I find peas pair really well with whitefish as well. So as the side to whitefish, similar to snap peas or alongside snap peas, they cook well with some olive oil little bit of lemon juice, fresh mint, brown butter is also really delicious, especially if you're cooking them with fish. So keep it really simple. With any of these spring vegetables, a lot of them are really delicate and you don't need a lot. If you put too much into them, if you try and cook them for too long, they're very different than the winter squash and all of those winter vegetables. Spring vegetables, think of the season. Think light and fresh preparations. We don't want to do too much to the spring vegetables because it tends to take away from the flavor rather than enhance it. A good example of this is with radishes, another one of my favorite spring vegetables, which I know people also love or hate. The French way to eat radishes is fresh with some butter and a little bit of salt sprinkled on top. I love them like that. I also love them dipped into a garlic mayo, sort of like an aioli. But if you are not a huge fan of radishes, I like them sliced on top of salads too. If you're not a fan of fresh radishes, I want you to try them roasted. My husband thought he hated radishes until he tried them roasted. And he's like, what are these? I'm like, radishes. He's like, oh, I really like these. Guess I just didn't like them raw. Roasting radishes brings out the sweetness in them and takes away that bitterness. So again, just some oil and some salt. I usually roast them at 400 or 425 for about 20, 25 minutes. I'll often roast them alongside carrots. Again, also a part of that vegetable medley in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club as well because those spring vegetables are just so good together. But I like to keep it simple. Make sure you're not overcrowding your pan. As with any roasted vegetables, you don't want them to go mushy. You want them to be a little bit crispy on the outside and soft on the inside. They almost have the texture of a roasted potato when they're roasted. So I usually quarter them up and roast them that way. And of course, we can't talk about spring vegetables without talking about greens because now is the time we start bringing out salads. But I want you to work on making really satisfying salads. Salads are one of our favorite dinners, my kids included. We usually serve them as a base meal. So we'll do a cob salad or recently we've been loving my green goddess cob salad. That recipe is coming out to my blog and Instagram soon. It'll be in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club next week because they always get all the recipes earlier. But I like to make sure my salad has several elements. You have a really great green as a base. This might be arugula. It might be romaine. It might be butter lettuce. Any of those fresh spring greens, especially if you can get them from the farmer's market, are going to make your salad even better. 
a really good salad dressing. I firmly believe that one of the best ways you can save money and have really high quality salad dressings is by making them at home. I have several recipes on my website. I love my herb ranch, a good honey vinaigrette, poppy seed dressing, balsamic, Italian vinaigrette, my green goddess dressing I mentioned, which has a ton of fresh herbs. It has parsley and basil and chives and lemon juice, and I use mayo as the base to make it creamy. Oh my goodness. I love a good fresh dressing. I also love a juxtaposition of sweet and salty in my salads. Like I mentioned the strawberries and feta on that arugula salad. So make sure you have different flavors and different textures on your salad and make sure you've got some good quality protein on your salad as well. I also really love pickled onions on salad. They add a nice little bit of a zest to your salad, a little bit of that acidity that a lot of salads need. Add something crunchy like nuts or seeds. Add some homemade breadcrumbs or croutons or crispy pitas like in a fatouche. Or you could even make a panzanella salad, which is served with soaked stale bread, which sounds gross when I say it. But if you've ever tried a panzanella, it is very delicious. So experiment with different salads with these fresh spring greens. And last but not least, I do want to talk about those tropical fruits I mentioned because I sort of mentioned them in passing. And other than smoothies, which, of course, I love tropical fruits in, I love bringing in fruit to more savory dishes in the springtime. I feel like it just freshens them up a little bit. So I have a jerk chicken bowl with mango in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I'll be sharing that one on my website as well. I do a really easy jerk chicken marinade. It's not too spicy. And so the kids love it. I have a salsa verde pork bowl recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. You can also do chicken instead of pork with pineapple. I love serving that with some of those pickled onions as well. That recipe is on my Instagram. Shrimp mango tacos, black bean mango salsa. So it's slightly spicy, slightly sweet. That's great as an appetizer for any of your spring or summer get-togethers. And then, of course, I also like it in sweet breakfast as well. Smoothies, like I mentioned, overnight oats. There's a lot of ways to use those tropical fruits, and it doesn't just have to be fresh, you know, a a bowl of fruit on the side of whatever you're eating, though you can do that too. And I mean, I'm also not opposed to a spicy pineapple margarita on Cinco de Mayo. That recipe's on my website too, and it is so good. So let's talk about flavors and food pairings in the spring. I think I've already talked about a lot of these. Fresh herbs, lighter sauces. I like tahini sauces and yogurt sauces and that lemon garlic sauce I mentioned in the springtime. Just lightening things up a little bit with those lighter sauces, lighter preparations, bright flavors. Don't forget to add those citrus fruits or a vinegar at the end. Acid is an incredible finisher. Often when you think something needs some more salt, it just needs a little bit of acid. On the other side of things, I also like adding a slight sweetness to some of the more bitter spring produce items like arugula and radishes. So like I mentioned, a honey-based Dijon vinaigrette is really delicious alongside those, or maybe a slaw with a little bit of honey in there as well. And then that juxtaposition of cold and warm, I mentioned having a warm base with some cooler toppings or a cool base with some warmer toppings is a great way to bring in some of those some of that freshness of spring without going full on from stew to salad. And then thinking of some of those lighter flavored proteins like your chicken and seafood, your salmon, your whitefish, your shrimp, your marinated steak or grilled steak, grilled pork, pork chops, kebabs versus your heavier braised meats and stews. 
So some spring flavor combinations I love are lemon and everything. Just lemon, period. I'm just kidding. Lemon with blueberry or raspberry. I have lemon blueberry snack bars on my website that we love in the springtime. And also lemon and strawberry works really well together. I love cucumber and dill and lemon together, like in my cucumber dill chicken salad on my website. I love cucumber and tomato together. Tomatoes are starting to come into season in the springtime, especially heirloom tomatoes, depending on where you are in the world. So they're more of a summer fruit. Technically, they're a fruit. But and so is cucumber. So we're not even going to get into again. I'm not a botanist. (laughs) I've said this before. So it's to me, it's kind of semantics. But in any case, I love Greek hummus bowls. And that is in my budget kitchen dinners guide. We're actually having those for dinner tonight. I mentioned yogurt sauces. I love yogurt and lemon and garlic and any herbs, especially dill, mint, cilantro, parsley. I mentioned my sheet pan lemon garlic salmon with dill yogurt sauce. I love it tzatziki sauce. I also love the combination of garlic and lemon with asparagus, either that lemon garlic sauce or simply roasting that asparagus with salt and garlic powder and just sprinkling it with some lemon zest at the end. I also love arugula with lemon and parmesan. I love asparagus with prosciutto. Prosciutto is just a really, it's very salty, but as long as you keep everything else simple, it pairs really, really well with spring vegetables, either crispy on a spring salad. So you can actually roast it in the oven. I like to put it on some parchment paper because sometimes it tends to stick. Roast it in the oven until it's crispy and use that as a salad topper. It's really delicious. I love the combination of arugula and strawberries. You can do that strawberry arugula salad or you can do a strawberry arugula toast with some ricotta. I love mint in the springtime. Mint goes really well with peas, snap peas or regular peas. It goes really well with lamb. And I love mint and yogurt together. So the mint lamb burgers with yogurt sauce and the Healthy Mama Cooking Club spring mix and match meal plan are one of my favorites. I love garlic and lemon and chives together. I mentioned that green goddess dressing that also has basil and parsley. That's coming to my website soon. And that one is is becoming a very quick family favorite. We like putting that on top of salads or as a dipping sauce as well. Speaking of chives, I also love the combination of chives and cream cheese, especially with smoked salmon on a bagel, on a sandwich, or on top of a salad. Not the cream cheese, but you could do the smoked salmon on a salad with arugula and that green goddess dressing. Chives just remind me of springtime. So I love chives in in anything. Basil pairs really well with chives. I really love my green goddess hummus dip too. It's like if pesto and hummus had a baby, it's a white bean hummus with basil and chives and garlic and lemon juice. Very similar to the dressing ingredients, but in a dip form. That one's really delicious as well. I mentioned pickled red onions. They're so easy to make and such a great flavor boost for any meal. So salads, wraps, especially my Greek chicken wraps. I love adding pickled onions to those or pork souvlaki wraps, tacos, tostadas. Those are going on my website soon, but right now you can find them on my Instagram page. Spinach and artichoke. It's not just for dip. You can also use it in a creamy spinach and artichoke chicken recipe. I love just artichokes by themselves. So artichokes, butter, and lemon is a classic spring combination as well. I already mentioned berries and cream. I mean, just by itself, berries and fresh whipped cream, so perfect in the springtime. Or make some homemade biscuits. They are surprisingly easy. You all know I'm not a huge baker, but homemade biscuits are something that I do fairly often because of how easy they are. And finally, herbs. 
all of the herbs. Use all of the herbs in the springtime. I buy so many herbs in the springtime, and sometimes people complain about herbs being expensive. And I have a couple things to say <laughs> about that. Number one, yes, for a small bunch of herbs that might go bad in your fridge in a week, it is kind of expensive to pay like $250. However, you need to treat your herbs well, chop off the bottom, put them in water, tie them loosely with a bag, leave them in your fridge. They'll last like two weeks, okay? I don't find this works for mint. And definitely leave your basil out of the fridge, but it works for cilantro, it works for dill, it works for parsley. So try that. It works out really well. It'll keep them longer. And they add such a flavor boost to your recipes if you are using them well and you're using them often. So I highly recommend lots of fresh herbs in your spring meals this year. So finally, before I send you off to go make some incredible spring meals, let me just list off some of my favorite spring recipes. I mentioned most of these, but we love the Greek chicken wraps. We're actually making them two weeks in a row with an herb yogurt sauce. We also love those Greek meatball hummus bowls, Cobb salad. And the Green Goddess Cobb Salad is one of our favorite base meals. I make pretty much everything except the bacon during my meal prep, and then we just throw it together. We'll typically serve the regular Cobb Salad with my herb ranch dressing. There's more of those herbs for the springtime. We love my spring salmon burgers. Usually I'll do a pesto mayo, and I do a spinach almond pesto. I'll link that recipe. So it's half basil, half spinach, and you use almonds instead of pine nuts. So it's much less expensive, just as flavorful. I mentioned the... Greek meatball hummus bowls, but I also love shawarma chicken and roasted vegetable hummus bowls. That is a cooking club recipe. Barbecue chicken bowls. So we'll do chicken on the grill, serve it up with some slaw, roasted sweet potatoes. You could also grill the sweet potatoes and some corn and a drizzle of that herb ranch is another go-to in the springtime. We love that spring steak salad with chimichurri I mentioned with roasted asparagus and arugula. We love lettuce cups in the springtime. I mentioned that juxtaposition between the cold and the hot. So I have a cashew chicken lettuce cup recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club and an Asian-inspired lettuce cup on my website. We like using butter lettuce for these, but you can use iceberg. You can use romaine. I love it as kind of a taco base, too, and do lettuce tacos which is a great option. And same thing with burgers, too. I'll love doing a, a lettuce wrap on burgers if I want something a little bit more fresh. I mentioned bowls, the jerk chicken bowls with mango, the salsa verde pork bowls, the ginger ground pork bowls, but you can also do ground chicken for those as well. A lot of the recipes I mentioned that are in the cooking club or on my website are really easily modifiable. If you're someone who doesn't eat pork or doesn't prefer pork, you could use chicken instead. You could use turkey instead of chicken in the chicken lettuce cups. You could use beef instead in the Asian lettuce cups. There's a lot of alternatives you can do too. And if you ever need any suggestions, please do not hesitate to reach out over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris. I am the only person who ever answers my DMs. So, uh, so if I'm a little bit behind, it's my fault. <laughs> you can blame it on me. However, it's always me who answers and I'm always happy to give you cooking tips. The easiest way to get in touch with me is through the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. We'll talk about that in a second because I cannot leave without mentioning fish tacos. Fish tacos are my favorite in the springtime. I have a fish taco recipe in the cooking club, not surprisingly. And also I have a chili lime shrimp recipe coming out soon too with a massage cabbage and mango and my chipotle ranch on top. Oh, it's so good. And the family devoured those the other night, which I always think is a good sign. I still need to retest them one more time, but I'm pretty confident that they will love them. So 
I hope you took notes and this gave you a ton of inspiration for spring meals as the weather warms up. As always, click the link in the episode description for the show notes and links to the recipes I mentioned that are on my website, as well as my printable in-season veggie chart. You can paste on your fridge for the springtime. For more member-exclusive recipes, please be sure to check out the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. There are over 80 recipes verging on 90 within the club and counting, many of which are member-exclusive. You can't find them on my Instagram or on my website. You'll get weekly meal inspiration emails with links to recipes. You'll also get a meal prep and grocery list if you want to turn it into your meal plan. Bonus podcast episodes. I just started adding extra bonus podcast episodes. So if you join the podcast fan tier, you will get one to two bonus episodes a month. One of those is and will always be a Healthy Mama Kitchen bonus episode. So this month is my Healthy Mama Smoothie Guide, where I share with you how to make creamy, dreamy, delicious, and actually satisfying smoothies. So go check that one out if you are in the podcast fan or the executive chef tier of the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. And then I'm also adding in some extra episodes. This last month, I shared a Beyond the Kitchen episode where I just kind of shared a life update and some of the things that are saving my life right now. It was really fun to record. It was like almost an hour long. It was very much a very much an overshare, but I think I shared some good insight in there, at least towards the end. I shared some of my favorite supplements, some of the things I'm reading, kind of a casual episode, but I have a ton more planned to more Healthy Mama guides. I'm going to share more on traveling with my family, travel tips in terms of eating and budgeting, and so much more. So if you love this podcast, you will love being a part of the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. It starts at $3 a month or $5 a month for the podcast fan tier. It's only an extra two bucks a month and you get one to two bonus episodes a month. So I think that's pretty darn good. It's the best way that you can support the podcast for the price of a latte per month. But if that's not in the cards, the next best way that you can support the podcast, help to keep it going, is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Let me know what you're loving about the podcast. Share the podcast with a friend. We have so much more coming in the coming months within the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm super excited. Coming up next, as requested on Instagram, are my Healthy Mama Grocery Guides. So stay tuned next week for the Healthy Mama Grocery Guide series coming up. It's a refresh of a series I did a couple years ago. I'm going to share my best tips, hacks, and buys at Trader Joe's, Aldi, Whole Foods, and Target. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. So until next time, happy spring cooking. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple. <laughs>